Oh, shit. Here we go again. An aging Travis Kelsey. You got to think of uh, like think of yourself getting older. How much harder do you have to work to stay in top physical shape to compete at you know the highest level? On top of maintaining a relationship, not only a relationship, but the highest of all relationships in the world, the number one relationship in the world. You know what I'm saying? I know that. And Kayla, this was Kayla's rebuttal. She said. You know, sometimes you're just not as good and sometimes you have down years and sometimes you have bad stretches. But I'm saying there is definitely at least something to put into consideration here with Taylor Swift and all of that is bringing and all of the new members that are, you know, currently watching all of these chief games for just a a Taylor Swift appearance and that relationship, like what it flows and all the media coverage that it is. I fully believe Travis Kelsey is in over his head when it comes to how far distracted he is from outside of football. I feel like because he's been so great, he can just show up. Him and Mahomes will be on the same page and everything will work out. Now, granted, I'm not at the practice facility. I don't know what the Chiefs do in, you know, in all of their off time. But, you know, how do you maintain a relationship like that and still be, you know, in the midst of a, a playoff push with your team and be at the top of your game. I don't, I don't know how it's like I said, it's, it's a circus. It's been a circus all year. You think, okay, go back five, six years, put Travis Kelsey on the Patriots. Do you think that Bill Belichick is going to allow this to happen? Absolutely not. And absolutely not because we uh, are a football team. We are not, we we're, this is not, we're, we're focused on winning football games. I don't care who you're fucking. Okay. I don't care. And it doesn't need to become an issue. And if it becomes an issue, then we'll ship your ass out of here quicker than shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. We are recording Thursday night, 1228, and it is 8.17 in the afternoon. The Jets-Browns are about to kick off. So prior to anything, we're going to go ahead and just go ahead and say who we got. I'm going to say I've got the Browns. I know this might be a tough game. I don't think they cover. But we just want to get ahead of this and say that we have not cheated the system. The yeah, because I'm not trying to give up another pick. I need this pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm taking Cleveland as well. I, d- I did take them to cover the seven and a half, but that was based on the understanding that Amari Cooper would be playing. So, you know, retro retrospectively, I probably wouldn't take them to cover, but yeah. let's go Browns. Okay. I'm riding the Brown train. I kind of I want to see Cleveland go to Browntown, so I'm kind of pulling for them. I like this whole story with Joe Flacco. It's a cool story. It's a fun yeah. story. For an updated standings, we'll tell people as well. Right now on the season, I am 134 and 88. Murph is 139 and 83. It would take a miracle for me to probably catch him in these last two weeks, but it is not outside the realm of possibility. So. We're gonna it's jump we right play the into game. football. It's yes, why we exactly play the why game. We play. It's been a f- good season on us. I mean, for the most part, if we were taking money lines, which I'm gonna do yeah. the math after the end of the season, I'm sure next we've done year, fairly well for ourselves. I feel ourselves. like next year I'm going. We're going to. I'm going to take every game that we pick, and I'm going to put 
25 cents on it. And we'll do money line and just see what we got at the end of the year. All right. It's like I need I need to really get into the betting to kind of change hopefully my outcomes oh, scenarios. I'm, yeah. I'm deep off in it. I'm deep off in it. <laughs> Once it hit Kentucky, it was like his worsen meth. Yeah. It's like <laughs> dopamine hit. I swear to God that I mean that's why they say <clears throat> side tangent, and I know we're early off in the episode, but <laughs> we'll just start. It's so funny to me how like all these like you have a you're listening to podcasts on Spotify or whatever, and then you hear an ad. It's like FanDuel. If you if you have a gambling problem, call blah 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 blah. In, in Kentucky, it's the age of eighteen. Blah blah blah. What other you know addictive substance do they do that for? None. It's it, it like they know going into it, they have to put this disclaimer that hey, you might get addicted to this shit, but we're gonna give you three hundred and sixty five free bonus bets. Or dollars and bonus beds. It's just funny to me how how it's like okay for gambling sites to do that, but like in any like alcohol or any other substance, you would never never have that. They wouldn't even you they just let you die in the street, basically like a dog. Let you give up your house and yeah, everything you own on a parlay. Uh, oh son you lost your house here's a here's 50 free i know we've said this before but it's just funny that that's the reoccurring theme the last thing that we put out though and i'd like to get to football but i think we should touch on this at least the last thing we touched on before we went off on our christmas break was obviously christmas and the the greatest things of christmas murph how was your christmas with your family emmy everything everything went well travels was all good yeah, it was a uh, was a good time. You know, it always is. I've never, honestly, uh, I can't remember ever having a bad Christmas. You know, yeah. and so I'm grateful for that fact. And the only thing that I wish for is let's condense it down. Okay, <laughs> we went to we went to like five different Christmases. It's like, you know, I'm glad that we can all get together for the holidays. But let's, you know. Three Christmas parties is good for me. I'm good yeah. after three. You know, like I don't need any more. Like I'm just not the festive type of person already. So like going to that many and having to like get, you know, in that kind of um, social, you know, atmosphere. It's like, all right, three, three is enough for me. But, you know, had a good Christmas. I got everything I asked for. Got me some pillowcases, got me some tools, <laughs> you know, so can't complain. What about you, J.D.? How was your Christmas? Christmas went well. Uh, it, it went really well. I definitely made out like a bandit. Kayla's family blessed me up and down, and it was a a lot of travel back and forth. It was like my dad's house and all, you know, out to Kayla's for her family. Then back on the 27th uh, yesterday to my mom's and just been a, a lot of back and forth. So it's nice to kind of sit down finally, but I will say I'm blessed. I know that I'm, I am, I'm blessed with, you know, good people, good family. And I ate a lot of good food. I probably put on 10, 15 pounds at least. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's like my, our family, like we show out for the dessert, dessert. And like, I guarantee you, I had at least eight pe- slices of cheesecake. 
<laughs> I do be loving some cheesecake, Dude, bro. Different iterations of cheesecake, but like all with a base of cheesecake, and it was so delicious. New Year's, I'm <laughs> 25 pounds. I'm, that's my goal. I'm going to wish you the best of luck. Don't know that I could do that, but I'd like to lose that weight, yes. But I don't know if it's even possible for me at this point. At, yeah, exactly. At this point, I, I would be okay with like 10. I, well, Kayla's family, her mom, she, you know, the Ninja Foodies, and they're like the all in one cooker thing. Yeah, like the air fryer and the, yeah, oven toaster Dude, and all that. She got one for us for when we get a place, but it's like just because of that thing alone, I'm going to put on 15 pounds. Right. Just. Because of pure convenience alone, you know, like don't get an air fryer. You're done. Well, we already air fry all of our food. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) It's just adding on. It's so easy. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but that thing's probably nice. Oh, it's so nice. Ninja is a nice nice brand. Yeah, it's so nice. I'm very, I'm very blessed. (laughs) I keep saying blessed, but it's, 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 it's nice. I can't, I can't lie. I didn't expect any, I didn't even think anything of like, I didn't know of that. I know that her mom has something similar, but they got this nice one, but we won't rant about Christmas. We need to get into football. We want to watch football. So we've got it kind of playing in the background here. Christmas is great. New Year's is right on the corner. So everybody, you know, get all your sins out of the way now. Cause we'll wake up a new person by the time, you know, our next episode comes out, we'll be brand new people. Maybe it'll be Murph and cozy by that time. Um, let's start a rundown. We'll run through everything from this last week and we'll get it out of the way. We can start Steelers, Bengals. We both had bang or, well, I said something. You about talked the me in. Yes. You talked me into the Pittsburgh. Yes. So. I talked you out of it. And I mean, the Steelers showed up when they needed to, they pulled one out they pulled a hat out of the bag. It's Mike Tomlin legacy spot right here. You know, I mean, Never had a losing season, underdog, home dog against a divisional opponent. Jake Browning's coming off, you know, a meteoric rise. And, you know, it was just a good spot for the Steelers here to to get back on track and have a good game. And, you know, if it wasn't for you, you know, talking about um, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon both being out, I probably would have took the Bengals. But, you know, Mason Rudolph does his thing and uh, is able to get the 34-11 victory. So. Mason Rudolph, what a, what a game for George Pickens, too. Like That's Mason what, yeah. Rudolph, the last thing you hear about him is he's calling Miles Garrett the N-word and saying, you know, that he didn't say it, blah, blah, blah. He goes hiding into the shadows, comes out, he's a brand-new man, changed, changed man. And he gets to come out and throw, you know, a, a essential game, you know, ceiling or a season saving game, which is a game changer. And George Pickin turns out to be, you know, as much as he is a diva, it, it ends up being worth it at the same time. Like what a every time I want to be like, all right, this whole system of Mike Tomlin being a player's coach. I mean, it can't last forever, but it seems to always find a way. Always find a way. Yes, consistency, right? And 
it seems like he, like you said, he finds a way to just drag his team to an above 500 record year in and year out, no matter what uh, controversy might arise. It's just a testament to his coaching ability and, and uh, his control over that locker room. And honestly, just the stability of the Steelers as an organization. They're able to manage all these high-profile um, personalities without imploding like a Washington or uh, L.A. Chargers or, you know, countless others that we've seen. So many others that can't seem to ever get it right. And I'm impressed. I think the Steelers will be just fine. Whatever they end up doing this offseason, you know, it'll be it'll be good. Whatever they end up doing, I don't know if Pickett's going to be the guy or um, whatever they're going to end up doing. I know they'll figure it out. And I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody like Russell Wilson end up there and they turn his whole career around or something. It's funny that you say that because um, that's what the conversation was kind of, you know, churning churning about where what's the landing spot for – um, Russell Wilson and yeah. I know people have said Washington people have said um, other places but the perfect fit to me to me seems like the Steelers yeah RDA you have a great defense you're a run first off you know offense you're predicated on the run game uh, play action huge uh, Russell Wilson is a big play action guy so to me, that would be a perfect fit. And you know he's not going to ask for a lot of money because he's already been paid. So I think interesting to see. Yeah, I think he would be – yeah, it's like the right fit. It's the perfect place that he could fall into, a good scenario. I don't think uh, Sean Payton and him saw eye to eye at all in the first place. And I, I we might as well just dive into it. We can talk about the Broncos game. Um I know it's a little bit of skipping around, but maybe that's how the direction of the podcast needs to go. The Patriots beat the Broncos 26-23. We both picked uh, the Broncos to win that game. We thought the Patriots were done. It was kind of like a jab for Bill Belichick in a sense to be like, you know what, if I'm going out the door, fuck you and fuck everything. I'm going to take this pick and I'm going to burn it to hell with me. Whatever. But ultimately, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson – from the get, you could tell like this was going to be a thing that butt heads. And now Russell Wilson, as everybody's probably seen from the headlines, they've decided to inactivate him, telling him he's going to be released in March. He's done. It it it's, it saves a lot of the cap spaces. I know they're going to pay out a lot, but in the same breath, you know, this gives them the opportunity to move him this this off season. What do you? Do you believe this was done right by Russ? I mean, he's putting up good numbers, and I don't watch very many Broncos games as much watch as watch as watchable football as there is. But there's it's you know it's like fifty fifty on the internet. Uh, some people want him gone. Some people were like, "Well, we did Russ dirty. He's twenty four touchdowns, eight interceptions, seventh best passer rating in the league." You know, what do you think? I think. I think that. Sean Payton took this job with the intention of moving forward with Russell Wilson and kind of a, you know, misnomer here. I know I said last week that he's earned the opportunity to be the starter next year. And, you know, in 
pure fade god fashion. It's, of course, the next week they bench him and say that they're going to cut him. So that's on me, you know. But <laughs> I think that Sean Payton came took this job with the intention that uh, Russell Wilson would be his quarterback moving forward, but he had him on a short leash. You don't <clears throat> you don't sign a backup quarterback, uh, Jared Stidham, to a ten million dollar contract without uh, at least the the thought that you might go to Jared Stidham if. It doesn't work out with Russell Wilson. I think Peyton has seen enough of Russell Wilson. He knows what he's getting. He he is ready to move on. It's just a big cap hit. You know, they're going to take maybe an, an historical cap hit with this contract. But, you know, I think you have to, if you're Denver, the Denver faithful, you kind of have to trust Sean Peyton. You have to trust uh, uh, Joe. Uh, God, what's his name? Elway. You have to trust Elway. John Elway. Yeah. yeah. You have to trust him and trust that they know what they're doing. You've had a lot of turnover at the quarterback position since Peyton Manning. And um, I think Sean Payton is going – he wants to draft, either draft or trade for somebody that fits his system. Because you know – that Sean Payton has a Super Bowl pedigree. He has the ability to take a team to the next, to the highest level. And so I just think that it's time for Russell. It's it's just mutually beneficial. It's time for Russell. He's aging. He's in the last phase of his, of his career. He had a, you know, strong career with, with Seattle, but he also was insulated there. He was in a great system, had a great defense around him, had, uh, you know, multiple playmakers around him. So I think the whole, it's a good, uh, you know, media narrative point for the Broncos, but I think it's time for both Russ and the Broncos to move on. Yeah. It's the right time. It's just, it's just, it's a done deal. I agree. I think that it was good to part ways. Now, seeing as it does allow them to move him this offseason, give him the opportunity to go out and seek another, you know, 10-year adventure or whatever it may be. I just don't like how – and obviously you can't control fans. You can't control media. And, yes, Russ is corny. I mean, that's a given. He's been corny his whole career. He's the preacher guy. He's the – you know, people hate him because of – you know, he – Future made a song about him and he's raising Future's kids, whatever it is. But I think Russ is a damn good quarterback. He's had a Hall of Fame career, numbers-wise. Like, he could go somewhere and be on a, in a winning organization. As for Sean Payton, what he wants to do, if if it wasn't for what Russ was capable of doing with a trash O-line, their O-line is so bad, and I think that needs to be recognized publicly. Yeah. They would they wouldn't be where they're at right now. They started as possibly the worst team in football and they turned it around to be in it to what week 15. It, I mean it's it's very impressive the turnaround they have. So, I mean, I just got a lot of respect for Russ. I think he'll he'll find somebody will give him a job obviously, you know, cuz yeah. I think he he's I think he's one of the best 32 um, if he's not, you know, top 20, 
top 25, but I, I would put him in the, the uh, starter tier still, even in his older age. And if I, if, if, if I'm him, when I'm done with football, I'm going to go try and swing a baseball bat for a couple of years. I'm going to try and get on the big leagues roster somewhere. Like go, go play utility second baseman for the Dodgers. Fuck. They'll pay you. I mean, shit. That's what I would do if I was him. I mean, he's got options, you know. He got options and he got money. That's for damn sure. I was thinking though, this was uh, this is probably me rambling. This probably should be off talk air for everybody. This is this is between me and Murph. Don't listen. Um, maybe we need to start directing how we do our recap stuff. Maybe we don't have to touch on every game, but highlights of major things in the last right. week. You know what I'm saying? I think. Yeah, maybe I, that's, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because there's a lot of games that, like, you know, like, are not even worth talking about. Yeah. Because there's no reason to talk about, I mean, like, I was thinking, I was looking back, I was like, yeah, we could talk about Bills Chargers. I mean, it's typical Bills playing to their opponent. Easton Stick might be a guy. That's about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I... I think we just got to get better at uh, recognizing games that we should talk about, and then games we can kind of just yeah. <clears throat> we can kind of just give a few uh, you know sentences about. And yeah. but uh, yeah, so like you know, I don't know about you, but the games, some of the you know, one of the games that really stood out to me, obviously the Cowboys Dolphins fraud yes. bowl. The the as part of my take said the narrative bowl the the headline bowl. It was the battle of the frauds, as you say, and it was a ugly slug fest, but I'll give Dak credit. All right. And I've grown to respect Dak. He's a fighter. I'll give him that. He took the team down the field and this Cowboys defense is supposed to be, you know, the, the top of the top. And they let Miami and Tua, go right back down the field, put them in position to let Jason Sanders kick a game winner. It, it It's either the fact that they're uh, two above average teams who could win a playoff game or they're both frauds and neither can play on the road and they're both going to have to play on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just what we've been talking about all year. Um, the Dolphins finally beat a team that's worth, you know, worth their salt and the Cowboys. But are the Cowboys really worth their salt? You know, that's the question. The Cowboys, it seems like every big game that they need that they need to win, they always find a way to choke. Yeah, they put up a good fight. 20 to 22 was the final score. But the Dolphins came away in the end. And <clears throat> I just don't, you know. I don't see the Cowboys winning crucial games in the playoffs. I just can't yeah. see that. The Dol- And I don't see the Dolphins either. I mean, it, there's some big games coming up this next week. I know um, Cowboys play Detroit. Yeah. Dolphins, uh, who Ravens. do they have? Ravens. They play the Ravens. So, I mean, this is a, another make or break. Not make or break, but, you know, this is going to reveal a lot about who these teams really are. Yeah. This I feel next like week the Cowboys – Dude, I don't, and I'm not trying to like be. I'm trying to be an unbiased person here. Obviously, I'm an Eagles fan, but it there's a different intensity when they play the Eagles 
in the season. Like that is the best you see them all years against Philadelphia in any season. It's like they show up very confident, very good, well structured, planned, organized. Like they they know their offense, they know what they're gonna do, and it seems that every other team or game plan they like just stray away or they get I don't know kind of bullied away from what they want to do it doesn't make any sense to me I don't understand it like they, they they've shown glimpses of being great but it's just what is it what does it come down to why are they not good they have all the talent in the world that's a good question and is I it think Mike it has, McCarthy you think I think it has a lot to do with Mike McCarthy I think it has a lot to do with Dak yeah. Just not being clutch. I mean, there's just yeah. some guys that are clutch, and there's some guys that are not clutch. He, Dak puts up great numbers. He puts up MVP caliber numbers. But when it really matters, when it comes down to it, who's going to make me a play? I don't believe in Dak. I just don't. And I've said that from many years ago. You know, it's like, who's going to make me a play? When it comes down to it, I know Joe Burrow is going to make that throw. He's going to make the right read. He's going to make the right decision. I I can trust him. I can, You cannot trust Dak Prescott in no. a high-pressure situation. He's going to either throw a bad ball and it's going to be a pick, or it's going to be a bad incompletion, or he's going to step out of bounds, or whatever the case may be. It, it, it comes down to the coach and the quarterback. The yeah. two most important components of any football team. Your McCarthy is too conservative. It's like we were talking about last week. He's got to catch up with the times. You know, yeah. we're in this new age of coaching where you have to take risks. You have to be aggressive on offense. You can't just run the ball three times, punt, and then, you know, even though you have a great pass rush, your defense was not able to get the ball or not able to get the job done. Yeah. And so I, I just feel like they, they Jerry Jones has this expectation and has this patience, which is usually you know a good thing. But like, man, the the Cowboys have had so much talent over the years, and they've just squandered every bit of it. Squandered every bit of it. That's crazy. It's sad. I mean, the Dolphins are a team that I feel like are on the up. I feel like the Cowboys are at. Well, we know what the I, Cowboys are, dude. We yeah, know what they are. Like they're at their they're at their pinnacle. They're at their peak. This is like this is the, you know, some of these weeks. This is the best you can get out of this team, which is the ceiling. Is I mean, it's a pretty good team, but they're very inconsistent. And as much as I want to say the same thing about the Dolphins, at least you can look at the Dolphins and say they have young roster pieces that are still on the up. Waddle, A Chain, to us, oh, what three years in the league they at have, this point. They have. Arguably the best skill position core. Yeah. You know, of any team. Yeah. And they have, and they're one of all the best, young. They're all on contract. Exactly. I mean, they're all, they've got a, they've got a future and they have one of the best coaches yeah. in the league as well. So, yeah. and I, can't I mean, say that about McCarthy and you can't say that about Dallas. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's looking up. The dolphins are trending up. Uh, we'll see what they do in the playoffs, but you know, this is a fixed, this is something that we could see becoming a fixture. Dolphins going 10 plus wins every year, you know? Yeah. As long as they stay healthy. Uh, Ravens and Bills to close, close out the year. To, yeah. 
It's going to be tough. If I mean, if they go one and one, that's that's a that's a good. That's a win. I mean, if they, mm-hmm. it's a win. But the Bills are fighting for their playoff lives. So I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's already it's been a great season, great story for the Dolphins. I don't. I think they're doing better than what we all expected. Um, the Cowboys, though, I mean, they're in. They they were in position. They would be tied for the one seed right now if they didn't blow this game this last week. They'd be eleven and four. Just like the cow, or just like the Eagles, just like the 49ers, and then right in prime position to, you know, get a one seed, and they they just soiled it away, and now they've got a, a battle coming up with the Lions, and the Lions coming off a huge win, which we can just jump right into that. The the Lions beat the Vikings 30 to 24 to clinch the NFC North for the first time in nearly three decades. That means. My old ass, your old ass, we haven't seen a Lions clinching, but clinching, winning division in our lifetimes. And I was listening on the radio, and I'm probably rambling, but I was listening on the radio, and they were talking about the interview from Dan Campbell when he came in and they hired him. And... There were other coaching options, and all of NFL media was basically roasting the fact that they hired this man, and he went on stage and said, you know what, you might knock us down, but on the way back up, we're going to bite your kneecap off, and you knock us down again, we're going to get back up and bite your other kneecap off. And it is a huge testament to believing in yourself enough and to – put together a broken franchise to the point to where you can say we won a division, we made a team, we found a, a culture, and our guys believe in it. I think Dan Campbell was the right guy for Detroit, and congratulations to Detroit. It's absolutely incredible what they have done. Jared Goff, everybody wrote him off when he got traded from Sean McVay to Dan Campbell. And, I mean, what a win for Jared Goff. What a win for all of Detroit. Think of the year that they went 0-16. I love it because this is – I know I keep saying this word, but it is a testament to patience and loyalty and trusting what you're doing and knowing that you're doing the right thing and you're putting in the work and one day it's going to pay off because – Dan Campbell, the first year, two years, was absolutely awful. The record, as far as record goes, I think he had a combined. He, he might have won three or five games in that in in that span. Yeah. And now you're seeing a complete turnaround, and this is exciting. I'm not even a Detroit fan. Never been a fan of Detroit. I, I like Megatron, but like, you know, I had I have no connection, dude. Yeah the Detroit Lions. But this is awesome, man. Yeah. To see an organization come up from literal dumpster fire to a Super Bowl contender is amazing. It's so inspirational. And, dude, I get cold chills. uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, in the locker room after the the game, he brought Bring all the, old the guard up here. Yeah, he brought all yeah. the old guys up, yes. and, and he talked about you know these guys have been here from the very beginning. And man, as somebody who played on a team, you know, in high school, we lost twenty six straight games, and then our senior year, we went nine and two. 
it's just it, you know it's, it, it, it takes me back some, you know yeah it yeah. takes me back to that and 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 the three years of absolute just misery and turmoil that yeah. we went through but we trusted each other we believed in each other we had each other's backs and now we see the result of all that hard work you put in man 30 years 93 that's when i was born yeah man i was all hats off to the Lions. I really, yep. I'm rooting for them, you know, because Atlanta is not going to make the playoffs more than likely. So, <laughs> you know, I, w- I would love to see the Lions play in the Super Bowl or at least make yeah. a, a deep run in the make playoffs. Run, yeah. yeah. But, man, uh, yeah, it's awesome to see. Great year. Yeah. Great year of football. Yeah, great year. 11-4. and four, They are in contention for the one seed. I mean, they still got a – uh, they got to win out and hope for some help. But I mean, just to be in this position is, is unbelievable. They're doing, but I know people thought last year with what they did, making noise, you know, almost making the playoffs. They, you know, people were expecting them and picking them as sleepers to make the playoffs, but to win the division, not only just win it, but run away with it. and wasn't even close all year. They have, they have been incredible. The David Montgomery trade, looking back on it, genius because i mean it's a revival of his career jameer gibbs turns out to be a fantastic draft pick amon ross st brown's turned into a top five receiver i mean they've got jameson williams they don't even use him that much but when he gets his chance it seems like he's streaking up the field sam laporte is great they've got a a great squad and I i think this is obviously you know it's the same thing that you hear when a team finally breaks into that playoff with their young core you're going to expect some like fallback, but Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. He's made this run before. He's been there before. He's already lost the Super Bowl. Like I know that he is the the right guy to at least keep their heads on straight for what's to come. Montgomery's a vet. Amon Ross St. Brown's been in the league for what five years now. I, I think they've got a crew that could really you know catch some people off guard. Obviously, their defense has issues, but they can also score thirty in any given game. I'm I'm pulling for Detroit. I'm definitely at least go win a playoff game. Don't let, and this is a headline that people will be looking at. Don't let the Rams. Why am I? And I just uh, the the Browns damn near scored. Sorry. Don't let Matthew Stafford and the Rams come into your house and knock you off because that would be the greatest movie ever made it would be a 30 for 30 probably yeah they're just hungry and they're ready they're they're ready to make a run so i'm excited to see what they do this this playoffs for a quick update for people it is 13 to 7 the browns tried to go for it on fourth down after recovering a fumble in the jets red zone on their own territory Jets scored on a Brees Hall touch, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Jerome Ford have both scored touchdowns. And, of course, I sat Kareem Hunt in the fantasy football championship that I'm in in another league, which to me hurts a lot. Let's move on to another game that I want to uh, talk on. Just, Just briefly, I'd like to touch on the Raiders, Samir White, Jack Jones, Robbing the baby, stealing, being the Grinch, go into Kansas City, take all of Christmas away from all the Kansas City fans. Can you imagine going to Kansas City 
at the Kansas City game and being excited. It's Christmas Day, thinking the Chiefs, ah, they got this one on the bag, the Raiders. And Aiden O'Connell throws for 50 yards, and you still lose 20 to 14. Yeah, there's something going on with Kansas City. It is a mess right now. Offensively, they have no direction. They have no um, – there's no momentum there. They have nothing to build on right now. And, and it wouldn't bother me as much, but it's been all year. We've seen no improvement. The receivers have been abysmal. Travis Kelsey is a shell of himself. He's mm-hmm. distracted. He's got this, you know, public relationship that everybody's enthralled with. So – and – Andy Reid has not been as good as we have, as we've seen no. him. The only saving grace that we that the Kansas City Chiefs have is their defense. Spagnola yeah. has done an excellent job in keeping these, this team in games. They would probably be five hundred or under five hundred without uh, the defense playing up to the the caliber that they have. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm worried about the Chiefs. Really, uh, I really am. They're probably going to win that division, but still, it's not still. it's not looking good. And against no. good teams, they don't play well, and no. that's evident. It, uh, go ahead. No, I was just saying they have struggled. I mean, they've struggled every week. It feels like. Yeah, and, and like, and it's, there's they haven't fixed anything. With it's been the same set of issues all year for the Chiefs. And I don't know, you kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt being that they are the defending Super Bowl champs. But at the same time, you have to hold them accountable. And it's just not looking good for the Chiefs right now. I I would not be surprised if they get beaten the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, I don't see them making it to the Super Bowl this year. And as no. far as the the Raiders go, I mean, good on them, man. Good on them. It's it's good to see them be successful under an interim coach. I think Antonio Pierce has potential. I know he hasn't been he he doesn't have the experience that you would like out of your next head coach. But if he can win over the locker room and he can get those players to buy in, what do you have to lose, Las Vegas? You've yeah. missed you've missed big time on your last two coaches. You might as well, you know, you should have probably hired Rich Passaccia after he made the playoffs as an interim coach, but you decided to pass on him and sign Josh McDaniel. So if I'm uh, the ownership of the, of the Raiders, I think you just have to go with Pierce. You have to go with, you have to go with what feels right, regardless of experience, regardless of what all this external noise is saying. Just give the man a chance. Like I said, what do you have to lose? You've been terrible for years. So The Raiders definitely have some fight to them. I think I want to ask this question too and kind of – because I raised this question to Kayla and she kind of shut it down on me. And I don't think she understood exactly what I was trying to portray. An aging Travis Kelsey – you got to think of uh, like think of yourself getting older. How much harder do you have to work to stay in top physical shape to compete at you know the highest level? On top of maintaining a relationship, not only a relationship but the highest of all relationships in the world, the number one relationship in the world. You know what I'm saying? I I I know that. And Kayla, this was Kayla's rebuttal. She said. You know, sometimes you're just not as good, and sometimes you have down years, and sometimes you have bad stretches. But I'm saying 
there is definitely at least something to put into consideration here with Taylor Swift and all of that is bringing and all of the new members that are, you know, currently watching all of these chief games for just a, a Taylor Swift appearance and that relationship, like what it flows and all the media coverage that it is. I fully believe Travis Kelsey is in over his head when it comes to how far distracted he is from outside of football. I feel like because he's been so great, he can just show up and, and him and Mahomes will be on the same page and everything will work out. Now, granted, I'm not at the practice facility. I don't know what the Chiefs do in, you know, in all of their off time. But, you know, how do you maintain a relationship like that and still be, you know, in the midst of a, a playoff push with your team and be at the top of your game? I don't, I don't know how it's yeah, possible. I, 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 like I said, it's, it's a circus. It's been a circus all year. You know, you think, okay, go back five, six years, put Travis Kelsey on the Patriots. Do you think that Bill Belichick is going to allow this to happen? Absolutely not. And absolutely if, if, not, because we uh, yeah. are a football team. We yeah. are not. We we're, this is not. We're we're focused on winning football games. I don't care who you're fucking. Okay, I don't care, and it doesn't need to become an issue. And if it becomes an issue, then we'll ship your ass out of here quicker yeah. than shit. And I feel like that's kind of with all the success that Kansas City has had, they've kind of gotten drunk on the on the you know success and and yeah. the. Uh, the mystique of it. Oh, look, Andy Reid lets us put in our own plays if we want. We do the uh, ring around the rosy play. We put Patrick Mahomes in the backfield. You're just trying. You're not good enough to be cute anymore. Okay, Kansas City. Yeah. That's what you need to realize. You lost one of the one of, if not the best receiver in the league, and Tyreek Hill. You let him walk. You win the Super Bowl. Okay. You let Juju Smith-Schuster walk. You let Nicole Hardman walk. You let Eric Bieniemy walk. You let Eric Bieniemy walk. Okay, what? It, and you see the result of all these decisions. So it's time to nut up. It's time to sack up. It's time to get serious and stop thinking that you're just gonna go to the AFC Championship game because you're the yeah. Chiefs and you have Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not that. It's shit's getting real now, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I always have been. You know, since we first saw him and. Yeah. I'm rooting for him, his success, but at the same time, like I said a couple of weeks ago, if Kadarius Tony has dropped that many passes, do you really think Tom Brady would pass him the ball ever? Hell no. No, no. He's getting froze. No. He's, yeah. he's getting froze out. We're going to find somebody else. But, you know, to answer your question, no, I think Travis Kelsey is in over his head. It's become a distraction. He's got, you know – his podcast that he does, he's got all these endorsements that he does, you know, on top of, like you said, dating one of the richest women in the world. So yeah. I don't think at 34, 35, whatever he is that he, it, you can't be laser focused on two things. You yeah. either have to be focused on winning football games or you have to be focused on rent maintaining a relationship. Yeah. He seems like he's a shell of himself right now. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because he's, he, prior to this, you know, this season, he is on, he was tracking for the greatest tight end of all time. And I mean, he's still in that conversation. But I mean, this is a testament to uh, Tom Brady. It always plays back to Tom Brady. You know, this is why 
I think dynasties don't ever work is because once you get a couple, you start to relax. Yep. And Tom Brady, and as much as I hated on him when he played, I have learned more over time, you know, with the loss of Kobe and you see in LeBron, like I've learned that you respect greatness for what it is because it does not happen every day. And it doesn't, doesn't last come around. Very, yes, it does not last. So when things are great for a long time, there's a reason for it. And these people do what they're supposed to do day in and day out. I mean, I, I like, I, like you said, we've, I have cheered. I've stood beside you and cheered for Patrick Mahomes, you know? Yeah. And to see what this season is, it's just, it's, it's hard to watch as much as I've also hated on Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Obviously they beat my Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, you know, they're so good, you can't help but love watching them play. Like, yeah, it's irritating when it's against your team, but when it's against anybody else, it's like, did you just fucking see that? But I haven't seen a moment like that this season in any in any aspect, and it's it's kind of sad to watch. And I'm hoping for better for the Chiefs, but I don't think there's a turning point. I think I've told you and texted you many times, I think they either lose wild card or divisional round, and this is just a year where they have to look themselves in the mirror and hopefully at least Kelsey comes back and tries to put everything back together. That or he just decides, you know what, maybe I'm done with football. I'm going to go focus on life. (laughs) Okay, hot take here. I think because, you know – this is probably Jason Kelsey's last year as well. It is. I, it is. What? I, I, I mean, who's I to say that they don't go off into the riding into the sunset last year? You know, it is what it is. If they meet in the Super Bowl, so be it. But maybe who's to say they haven't made a pact already that, hey, this football thing, it's been fun. It's been a ride. But, yeah. you know, we've done all we can do. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see – because Kelsey, you know, I mean, uh, Travis Kelsey, he, he, he's just, he doesn't seem like he loves football. It's just something no. that he does. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's fine. He's great at what yeah. he does. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him hang it up and be like, all right, I'm going to focus on, you know, other stuff. Yeah. But I, I can see it. I digress. Uh, the only yeah. thing I, I have to say, other. And that is, I don't, I think all the criticism of Mahomes is so undue. Like, yeah. like talking about his attitude and how he's cocky and he's ungrateful and he's entitled and all this. It's like, man, do you not see what the, he does? Do you not see, like, he literally goes out there week in and week out and lays everything on the line for his yeah. team. You can't help but respect him. I mean, just it, the way he got injured in the playoffs last year and he stayed yeah. in the game, man, mad props to that guy. I don't give a yeah. fuck who you are. If you're able to play yeah. through that and win, I mean, man. Yeah. Something what else. would the media be if they didn't obviously chase a headline? For a quick update, ladies and gentlemen, it is 20 to 7. The Browns had a pick six return. Uh, it looks like they're going to run away with it. They are running the ball down the field right now. Joku, big, big gain earlier. They are absolutely demolishing the Jets. I told you, I told you, fade the Jets. Fade the Jets. You knew it. You knew it. Let's talk about quickly because I was supposed to be quickly, but it did not. The Eagles got back on track. They went out to a super hot start in the first half, and then all the wheels fell off when they put Tyrod Taylor in. 
Yes, it was a win. Yes, we desperately needed a win. Yes, I will take a win at this point after losing three in a row, but it did not resolve any of the worries that I have about this team. I I still think our defense is questionable, and I, I think it is our lack of depth. We have if we have probably the best starters in the league, but we do not ever have our starters full and ready to go. It's like we're always missing pieces. And I, I'm if we don't have that one seed, which we would need a 49ers loss, if we don't have a one seed, I'm so worried for whoever we play in the first round because anybody can give us hell right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't complain about a win, but it, it is kind of worrisome the way that the Giants were able to get back in that game. Um, didn't get to watch a whole lot of it because we were doing some of the Christmas stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of unanswered questions for Philly. I think got to got to get healthy, got to sure up the defense, have to get Jalen Hurts right and trending back into the in the right direction. I feel like the last yeah. five weeks, month, month and a half, he has not been great. And uh, for somebody that was in the MVP talk, you know, six weeks ago. He's kind of fallen, fallen off big time. And so you want to, these next two weeks are kind of imperative to get your team back into the flow, get them back, get them some momentum back and then gear up for the playoffs because you know, you're going to face some stiff competition in the playoffs with whoever you face. And you can't take anybody lightly for the Eagles. Just, I mean, like no. we saw with uh, San Francisco and Baltimore. I mean, you can't take anybody lightly, not this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I, I'm worried. I'm hoping we have a better showing against the Cardinals. Cardinals have been playing uh, better than what they were at the beginning of the season, but I'm not gonna sleep on what Kyler Murray can do. I think we need to bring our A game. We're obviously still fighting for the one position. We're still fighting for winning our own division if we we can't falter one spot. But let's talk the matchup of the week, and we'll call this our recap, and then we'll go right into picks. The matchup of the week, what everybody called the Super Bowl preview, was Ravens 49ers, and everybody saw the whole world tuned in on Christmas Day, 8 o'clock at night, to see Brock Purdy get eaten alive, unfortunately. Four interceptions, got benched for Sam Darnold, and Lamar Jackson proved that he was still the guy and people need to stop disrespecting his name and put him back where he belongs on top of the MVP conversation year in and year out. Lamar Jackson is still that guy and good for the Ravens, you know, after everything that they went through this off season with where's Lamar going to go. And and we're not far removed. We're, we're not even a full season removed from the debacle of what is they going to do? Are they going to pay Lamar Jackson? And at this point they are the number one seed. They're going to win their division. I mean, they've lost every quarterback in their division, but still, like, they've put up a showing against every team that they've faced. And, I mean, it's a testament to, I mean, losing Dobbins, losing uh, Gus Edwards for half the season, he just comes back, losing Mark Andrews. They've they've had Odell come in and out. I mean, the Ravens, they we thought that the 49ers were in a league of their own, but maybe it was the Ravens the whole time. It's been the Ravens. It's always was. It always was the Ravens. They were thumping teams, uh, you know, in the first half of the season that yeah. turned out to be really good football clubs. 
what I have to say about the Ravens is kind of a callback to what I said earlier. Great head coach, great quarterback, great system designed to fit that quarterback, great culture around that football team, in that football team, in that locker room. Harbaugh's been doing it for years. He's already won one Super Bowl. It's just a great – it's just a, a well-organized machine, a, a well-oiled machine. I feel like the Ravens, year in and year out, they've – you know, when was the last time you can remember saying that the Ravens suck? It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. So, like – Man, nobody saw them coming out and just absolutely blowing the doors off of the 49ers like that. We all said that the S, that the San Francisco is the class of the NFL, the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, I even said that last week, last episode. So, boy, was I wrong. The Ravens come out and just whip tail, and they do what they do. And yeah. through all the injuries, through all the adversity, adversity through all of the – you know, controversy, they find ways to win. They find ways to win big. Not only do they beat teams, they embarrass teams. That was embarrassing. If you're if you're Brock Purdy, you can't leave that game. You know, you're embarrassed. You got embarrassed. Trent Williams gets hurt uh, again. Does, don't know if he's going to be healthy for this next game coming up. Uh, you know, so that did raise some questions for the 49ers, I must say. Yeah. But they still are. I think they will win the NFC. I think they're still the favorites to win the NFC. Obviously, the Ravens are the favorites for the AFC. But that's why, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that's why we play the game. We have to, you yeah. know, we have to see. I think the Braven, the Ravens. I think the Ravens brought to the forefront a blueprint for how to face the 49ers. and it is to mix your schemes up and just always relentlessly bring pressure on to Purdy. Because, yes, I mean, I'll give Purdy credit. He's got a quick release, but I definitely think in the face of a defender, he panics a bit. And he's used to having at least Trent Williams pick up any block. But if he doesn't have a full healthy Trent Williams, I think it's definitely a recipe for disaster and the Ravens proved it. And they, I mean, they reminded the world that Jadavion Clowney is still alive and still a game wrecker because he was in his face the entire game. It felt like, but what they should have done is just handed the ball to Christian McCaffrey 150 times and let him run the rock. Cause the dude was going to get it. If you ask me, McCaffrey's the MVP, but Lamar, he'll probably run away with it at this point. Yeah, I think we put the Purdy MVP conversation to bed. I think that's over with, done. Um, now, like I said, Lamar Jackson is the front runner. He's probably going to win it all, win the MVP, if not win the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP as well. So, yes, sir. like I said, we'll see. Um, good yes, week sir. of football. Man, on to week 17, we only have two weeks left, two and that is so left. depressing. Dude. Tell tell the people about your big hit this week. Your, oh yeah, uh, bet of the week. By the way, bet of the week, bets of the week. Uh, JD had <laughs> Indianapolis plus two and a half, which did not hit, and then he had the under forty four and a half, which also did not hit. But I took Detroit minus three and a half, that hit, and then I had the over at forty seven and a half, which also hit. So we went two and two on our bets of the week. A little bit better from last week. Uh, we're going to continue to roll the dice and see where we land next. This is coming up week, so 
some good yes, games, sir. good spreads here, some good numbers to to look at. But uh, we'll start off with the New York Jets, obviously at Cleveland. We we both took Cleveland with that pick. We started that off at the beginning of this, the episode. Uh, next game we have Detroit at Dallas. Cowboys are a five and a half point favorite. I do, like I said prior to us starting the stream, because you asked me about it, I do worry that the Lions might fall victim to a trap game mindset and the Cowboys fighting desperately for the division. But I want to I want to take the Lions, I do, but I think the Cowboys are, are more desperate at this point. The Lions know where they're at and what they're doing, and they're in. So I think I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas as well. They're superb at home. Detroit's been up and down. They just come off a big emotional, you know, division title win. Uh, so I'm going to fade Detroit here. I'm taking Dallas. Yes, right, sir. Next game we have Atlanta going to Chicago. Bears are a three-point favorite. I'm going to go ahead and take Chicago here. I just, you know, coming off that big win, 29 points. Against Indianapolis, I don't think Atlanta's going to be up to the the challenge of a uh, uh, red hot Chicago team that has caught a lot of momentum here in the last half of the season. I just I just don't see Atlanta being able to compete. Yeah, I think the Bears' defense is really good. I think they're coming on really good. Um, I'll take Chicago here as well. All right, next game we have New England. Going to Buffalo. Bills are a 13-point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo here. I'm going to go Buffalo. They're coming off a sloppy, sloppy victory against a team uh, that they should have probably blown out in the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, They had to have a good... The last two weeks of the season, Buffalo has to win to in order to ensure playoff... uh, you know, ensure that they make the playoffs. So I think Bills win. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to be fighting for their lives. I'll take the Bills here, but I will say the Patriots do scare me in this Bills game, that interdivisional matchup. But I'm going to take the Bills. I'd probably take the points if yeah. I'm a New England fan. I'll probably take the points on New England. But money line, I'm going Buffalo. All right, next game we have Las Vegas at Indianapolis. Indy is a three and a half point favorite in this game. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Indy. I know I'm taking all the all the home teams here yeah. so far, but Indy, you know, coming off a bad loss against Atlanta, they have to win to stay in the um, divisional uh, championship contention. Vegas coming off a big win against Kansas City, their biggest rival. I'm taking Indianapolis. Part of me wants to take Raiders to win because I think somebody's got to fall out of all the races. But I think I'm going to go Colts here just because they are fighting for their playoff lives. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is full health. I think I'm just I think I'm just going to run with the Colts, and I might regret that one. Alrighty, next game we've got Los Angeles Rams going to New York Giants. Rams are a five and a half point favorite. <clears throat> I think I've I'll never take... been a fan. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the cross country travel. Me either. But the Rams are red. Are another team On that's fire. fucking red hot right On now. Fire. 
Matthew Stafford, I, I don't think they can be stopped. I don't think – I just I just feel like the Giants secondary cannot cover Coop and Puka Nakua and no. Tyler Higby all at the no. same time on top of stopping Kyron Williams. It's yeah. too much offensive firepower, in my opinion. Stafford yeah, I'm going Rams. The ball over, they're good. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams. All right, next game, we've got the Arizona Cardinals going to Philadelphia to the link. Philadelphia birds. is a 12 point favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, birds. money line. I'm going birds. Yeah, I'm going green birds. You know, not yeah. red birds. I'm going green birds. But <laughs> I. I think I'm going to take Arizona to cover. Plus they can, 12? They'll, they'll cover this game. It'll be, by the end of it, it'll be a 10-point game. I can see that, or a be, touchdown. Yeah, or a touch. It'll be 7 to 10 points, yeah. 12 points is a fuck ton in the NFL. It is, it is. All right, next game, we've got huge divisional matchup. New Orleans Saints going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a 2.5-point favorite. I'm rolling with Tampa Bay here. Baker I'm is the Buccaneers, dude. He's on fire. Yeah, Baker is probably uh, aside from Joe Flacco, probably has the most momentum as far as quarterbacks go. The this year, he's been playing great all year. You know, they've lost some games, but they've also won a lot of of uh, tough contests. So, I don't believe in Derek Carr. I don't believe in um, New Orleans offense. Uh, I just think I just think Tampa Bay is going to win this one. All right, next game yeah, we've got, got next game we've got San Francisco at Washington Commanders. Yeah, I'm going I'm going San Francisco I'm here. Going, I'm going. I'm going. They they might drop a fifty burger. They might drop a fifty burger. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. All right, yeah, I got four downers there. All right, next game we've got Carolina Panthers going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is a six-point favorite. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing or not. I know he's it was uh, in concussion protocol. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I'm still going to go with Jacksonville. I just don't believe in Carolina. I know they hung 30 points on Green Bay, but Green Bay's defense is god-awful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags as well. All right, good call. Um, next game, this is a pivotal matchup in the AFC. We've got the Miami Dolphins going into Baltimore. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm. I'm going to take Baltimore, but I think the Dolphins will have a good showing, and I think they'll put some respect on the Dolphins' name. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore as well. They've just got... I mean, they've got everything going for them. Yeah. Miami has an abysmal record against teams with winning records this year, and Baltimore has the best record against winning te- teams with a winning record this year. So, Baltimore for me. All right, next game we have Tennessee Titans going to the Houston Texans. Houston ends up a four and a half point favorite. I'm really, really want to fade the Texans right now. Well, the but Texans I'm, have Stroud back this week. I know he said he was back last week, but he is healthy. He just got cleared. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Houston on the money line, but I'm definitely fading. 
fading them on yeah. the uh, spread. I think Titans I cover that four and a half. I could see a field goal game. Kaimi Fairburn for the win. All right, so you're CJ taking Stroud Houston? Tonight. Yeah, I'm going to take Houston. I could see Houston finishing 10 and 7. That'd be dope. Yeah. All right, next game we've got Pittsburgh Steelers going to Seattle. Seattle is a three and a half point favorite at home. The cross country trek for Pittsburgh entered the inner conference uh, game. I like Seattle here at home. I like Seattle, yeah. I don't want Mason Rudolph. I don't believe he's prepared to start that long of a road trip. George Pickens' confidence is at an all time high, so he's probably going to be egotistical as hell. Not going to block. He's going to think he doesn't need to block. I'm, I'm taking Seahawks. Yeah, be tough on the spread, but I think I think Seattle wins outright. All right, next game we've got Los Angeles Chargers going to the Denver Broncos. Denver is a three and a half point favorite. Note that Jared Sim is the starter for Denver, and Easton Stick is the starter for Easton Los Stick Angeles. might be a guy. I know. I'm almost. I almost want to take Los Angeles here. Like I I'm, do. I'm, I'm I really almost do. there, bro. Like. I think this might be a fucking abysmal showing for the Broncos this weekend. It's a home game. I just I don't know, dude. I feel I have a gut feeling. All right, I'm going. I'm going with LA. Going with LA. I think Easton Stick gets his first first uh, win as a starter. It's just I don't. I don't, dude. I don't think Stidham's a guy. Well, we've seen what he what he was in uh, Las Vegas. I mean, he's not. He's just not that good. All right, next game, we have Cincinnati Bengals going into Arrowwood to face Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. Seven points is a lot for this game. I I like the idea of Cincinnati getting revenge and <laughs> just destroying them, winning that division. <laughs> they, could, they could really put a Man. hamper on that. Yeah, that but, would be tough. I will give Patrick Mahomes the benefit of doubt until I cannot no more. So I will take Kansas City to win money line, but I don't know about seven points. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City to win here outright. Could easily see Cincinnati covering the seven. Yeah. So. All right, last game. Uh, Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is now a one-point favorite. I'm taking Minnesota, dude. Fuck Green Bay, man. Fuck Green Bay. I've been saying it all Jared year. Hall. Is, he, is that who's starting? I thought Mullins yeah. was starting. Yeah. Nah, they start, announced today that Jaron Hall was starting. All right, well, I'm still taking Minnesota because yeah. fuck the Packers. Yeah. Fuck. I don't... I, the Packers... I like, I like Jordan Love, but that whole organization is so dysfunctional. I, I just can't bring myself to be in that train and I think Minnesota they're they've got a, a fight a warrior spirit I want to say but for the sake of being different I will take the Packers on the road fighting for their playoff lives all right that does it for our week 17 pickums JD do you have a better of the week um Nothing that I'm, like, ultra confident in, but (laughs) 
come back to me. You do yours. All right, I'll do mine. Uh, I'm going to take Chicago at home. Yeah. Minus three against a Falcons team that is coming off probably the biggest win of the season as far as points go. Haven't put up 29 points all year. I just think Chicago has the momentum. I think, uh, you know, Justin Fields has a lot to prove these last two weeks. I think he wants to stay in Chicago. He's going to have to show yeah. out. Uh, so that being said, I'm going to take Chicago minus three, and then I'm also going to take the over. I think there's a lot of points scored here. It's not a lot of defense. Yeah. I want to take the Bills to win their money line, right? But I, they're not going to cover 13 and a half. So I'm taking the Patriots to cover the th- or 13. Okay. But I'm going to take the under because the Bills just play down to their shit opponents. And it's going to be an ugly defensive game, I think. It'll be like fucking 14-10 or something bullshit. And 9-6, 9-7, some ugly ass game, I feel like. In Buffalo, probably shit weather. It's supposed to drop down to the 30s over the weekend. I think I think that's what I'm riding. I'm feeling that one pretty confident, like the most confidently. I think the Patriots cover and still lose. That's not a bad bet. That's a lot of points, and New England is yeah. known to um, to show up for divisional uh, games. So we'll see. That being said, that does it for Week 17. Yes, sir. Oh Lord, what a football. Ohio State plays tomorrow. We have Missouri and a game that does not fucking matter. But we also have this weekend New Year Six Bowls. Maybe we should touch on that real quick. <laughs> um College football playoff is going to be kicking off this weekend, uh Monday. And what are you feeling? Alabama, Michigan, and then Texas, Washington. I'm feeling, I think Bama wins. Okay. I think Bama wins, and I think Texas wins, and I think we see a, a, ma- a rematch. rematch. Huh. I'm feeling Michigan, Texas, and I think everybody is sleeping on Washington, obviously, but. Texas opens up as a four-point favorite. Michigan opens up as a two-point favorite. I just if think anybody's going to have their team right. It's Saban, right? And I just think that Michigan has not faced a quarterback with the threat of the legs as far as Milrow goes. Yeah. I think Milrow has yeah. poses probably the greatest threat on the ground that Michigan has seen from a quarterback this year. Yeah, and plus it's just a different conference, you know. I mean, I, uh, Big Ten is a great conference, but SEC is different, Bub. I think yeah. we all know that, you know. And so it's just gonna if if Michigan is able to weather the storm and able to respond and buck up and meet Alabama's, you know, initial uh, surge, I think Michigan can pull this off. But I just Bama, the, all the experience goes with Saban. You know, they've been in this position before. So uh, all the pressure is on Michigan because nobody even they thought really Alabama would make it to the Final Four. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to take then, Michigan, Texas. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bama, Texas. But as far as uh, I, uh, Washington, you know, they could come out and score 
you know, 38 points, but yeah, I, I don't see that happening against Texas. Texas, I feel like they have a really good, they have a pretty solid defense. You know, Quinn Ewers is going to, he's going to show out. This is his, you know, stage. Uh, you know, they have a lot of weapons on offense. Sarkeesian's going to be on point. Uh, but I could see this game going either way as well. I mean, Washington, they've been great all year, 13 and 0. But at the end of the day, I think I'm I think I'm going to go Bama Texas in the national yeah. championship. All right, good call. Major matchup for this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, tomorrow night, eight p.m. Uh, Missouri, Ohio State in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Saturday noon, we have the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, which is Ole Miss Penn State. Uh, we have the Capital One Orange Bowl four o'clock, which is Georgia, Florida State. I think Georgia will fucking murder Florida State. Um, we got the Fiesta Bowl, which is Liberty at Oregon. Um, that would be a huge win for Liberty if they find a way to pull that off. Uh, Citrus Bowl is Iowa, Tennessee. And then obviously your Rose Bowl matchup, which is Alabama, Michigan. And then your Sugar Bowl matchup, which is Texas, Washington. A lot of good college football. People have forgotten about college football. It hasn't been played in, you know, in a couple weeks. So everybody. Get some get some football pants on because we're back full bore. We're running out of time. This is the last couple of weeks of college football, so get it in while you can. Cheer for your team. Cheer loudly. Cheer proudly. Aside from that, Murph, dude, you got anything else you want to touch on? How's the Cats been? Pretty good? Yeah, I mean, they haven't played since uh, last time we recorded, but they play Northern Illinois tomorrow, so I, I expect them to come out and be ready and expect a blowout. Uh, yeah. The football team, they play – who the fuck do they play? Oh, Clemson, um, and they're probably going to get blown yeah. out. Yeah, they're probably going to get blown out. Um, we don't have any of our starters. I think we have the – our third-string quarterback is going to start this game. So don't expect a lot from the U.K. football team. Um, other than that, I don't really have much. Uh, last – I will give one last update on this Browns-Jets game. Joe Flacco – uh, just through a pick six, he was dropping nice back to throw. A, he's dropping back to throw a screen pass. Uh, pass was deflected, and one of the Jets defensive players intercepted it and ran it back. So it is fourteen twenty-seven with two minutes to go in the second quarter. For anybody who's interested, <sighs> I mean the Jets are fighting, but I just think the Browns are too much. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's call it a wrap, Murph. Good episode. I think we did better this weekend, kind of staying on track, doing our thing, feeling it out. We are going into the new year, so everybody, please drive safe. If you need to get a ride, call an Uber, call a Lyft, call a friend, call us. I don't call me. I'll come get you. So one way or another, do not drink and drive. I do condone going out, having a good time, living your best life. Just be smart about it. Be safe. We want to see everybody that next day after New Year's. We want to see you having a going home and having a good time, being with your family. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start this New Year's off right. Let's go into it with a good mindset. Let's make the most of it. Set your goals. Attain them. Small steps. One day at a time, one moment at a time, one breath at a time if it has to be that. With that said, if you did enjoy this episode, please go to Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell you listen to us. YouTube, I need to start advertising that. Patreon, I need to start pushing that content. Um, almost complete on the uh, year recap episode. It's going to be a good surprise for everybody. I hope everybody enjoys it and the work that I have been slowly doing. But it'll be a good surprise for everybody when it does drop. Aside from that, Murph, you got anything else? You ready to roll on out of here? Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. Peace. Peace.